Welcome to our show today. I am very excited to uh, share with you today one of my more new friends since we moved to Victoria. His name is Jerome Peacock. He's a man of many different um, trades, jack of all trades, uh, and I can't wait to bring him on. And we're just going to riff and see where it takes us. And hopefully this will be a great interview that all of us are going to enjoy. So one second and we're going to bring him in. Welcome to our show, Jerome. Thanks, Amy. So Jerome lives in Victoria. So this is one of my guests uh, where we're both in Victoria. And um, Jerome's become one of my friends here, one of my first friends in Victoria. And I wanted you to just, you're originally from Southern California. You've moved a couple times. You've lived overseas. So you have kind of a worldly view on things. Um, You've been in Victoria for a while now, but can you just tell us a little bit about growing up in California? Um, because I know that surfing and the ocean are a big part of who you are. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, like, um, like most surfers, I guess you could say, um, the ocean becomes a big part of your life, especially when you're growing up as a as a teen and uh, it was really central to um, my, my sense of myself, my, my growing, uh, my spirituality, certainly physically, you know, uh, being healthy, um, my approach to, to my body and my, my general health, um, sort of integration between, the thing about surfing is that um, it's such a personal experience uh, going day after day. I mean, I would walk to the beach. So I saw the sunset almost every night. I, I, I watched the sunset from the ocean most nights. And um, so it's, it becomes, it's almost, it's a spiritual, it's almost like you're, it's almost like this church in a way. Uh, and, um, but it's very personal. It's a one-on-one -on -one kind of uh, direct experience with nature. So over years, it, it, it uh, it, it completely affects your worldview, uh, uh, at least it did for me, um, my relationship with nature, um, my sense of myself within nature. So I think that, um, yeah, that's, that's been really core to my life. Uh, it's, I, I always said that the ocean was like a third parent to me. It's as important as either of my parents, actually, so. It's wow. Been, it's been great. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I've never heard it explained that way, but it feels like we're so disconnected with nature, especially if we um, are living in cities. It's so easy to kind of forget, you know, how connected we all are. So it's interesting that that's a real big part of who you are. And I feel like it should be a big part of who all of us are, whether it's right? Feeling connected to the ocean or the forests or the meadows or wherever we grow up, the mountains mm -hmm. or in the city, how do you get that connection? So like when you've lived in bigger cities, cause you have, um, how, how did you stay connected or did you find it difficult or like, do you remember what kind of things you did to kind of keep that feeling? Yeah. So, uh, very difficult. Uh, I, I dream about the, about the ocean surfing, body surfing. Uh, I dream about standing on the beach and not being able to go in the water and looking at the, looking at the ocean because there's no surfboard available or for some reason I can't go in. And so uh, a lot of frustration comes out. Um, uh, and it's really challenging to, um, you know, to, if, 
when I identified myself so strongly with this with this activity, um, it was hard then to live in a big city where I didn't have that because uh, I really felt like fish out of water, and I had to re find some new definitions of myself. Um, nobody in, when I lived in Prague in the Czech Republic for eight years, you know, nobody surfed in Prague. So I, and uh, it was hard to I was it was hard to find myself in other people, that part of myself and other people. Um, meaning, so, meaning that you couldn't find that people were able to understand that connection to nature or what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I guess that's true. The, uh, certainly a lot of people are connected to nature, but um, it, um, uh, it's almost an esoteric relationship in a way. It's hard to, um, talk to someone uh, and explain how meaningful and how important it is. Um, and a lot of people think of surfing as being um, just sort of a hedonistic activity. Uh, it's like going to the beach. It's the most relaxing thing you can do. And it's, it shouldn't be something you do a lot um, because uh, it's a waste of time or it's, it's a leisure thing. It's a, you know, it's just something that you do for pleasure. But um, in fact, it's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole way of being in the world. Um, I don't actually like hanging out on the beach um, very much. So for me, it's, um, it's all about being in a relationship with the ocean. Um, yeah, so. no, I get it. It's kind of like um, if you're just sitting on the beach, you're like a spectator, you know, right? Like you're not, it's almost like listening to music or playing music, you know, like, I don't know. I kind of see it that way. Sure. Sure. But well, like, yeah, I mean, sunning yourself on the beach gets, is pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, I have, an, I have an intellectual side as well. And, and when I was younger, I, um, I, I competed and I thought I, I always wanted to be a professional surfer. And I saw all the surf movies and um, my, my father was, uh, it was, a general, was the manager of a, of a movie theater that was kind of the premier movie theater for surf films. It oh, was okay. a really, yeah, a really funky place. Uh, uh, from the 30s uh, theater uh, in Encinitas, California, and all the surf movies that premiere there, and I got into free. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's. Um, uh, where am I going with that? Um, I lost my train of thought because now I'm in that movie theater. But um, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, but most most uh, you know most people really think that it's it's kind of just a casual thing and and. Um, um, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, um, I don't know any surfers, and I never really put that much thought into it being um, solitary. Like you mentioned, it's a very solitary thing. I, in my mind, I always felt like there's that image around the surfer where they hang out with other surfers and they go out and surf together, which I guess does happen. But um, like your experience, Hey, would you hang out with other people that surfed and then you guys kind of talk about it afterwards? Like, Oh my God, I can't believe like today was awesome. And well, when you're a teenager, you do hang out on the beach a lot. I mean, as an adult, I don't so much, but um, yeah. yeah. So uh, now, uh, you know, I, I meet up, I like to go surfing with another person. Um, but when you're in the water, uh, you know, surfers don't talk to each other. They kind of stare and meditate at the horizon, looking for any indication of waves coming in. Uh, especially if it's big and it, there's consequences to um, getting caught inside. Uh, but, uh, but surfers don't really talk that much. And when you're in a group with people yapping away, it's um, yeah, uh, you might be 
at a certain break and lots of people are talking and it's it's actually not something that other surfers want to hear they just they just want the quiet and uh sort of the, it's it's interesting yeah it, it the it's not a party really it's a very focused kind of uh solitary thing and when you're and you know when you catch a wave it's a solitary thing and when you uh when you when you go into the water it's a solitary thing um and and when the waves are are, are big and it's a little scary it's a solitary thing so um, a lot of surfers have a lot of respect for nature and the ocean um and um yeah, I don't think you. Know, I don't think you'll ever hear a surfer talk about the the surfing in the ocean, in 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 terms of like a, as a social thing necessarily. I don't. I don't think that would be way down on the list uh, in terms of their experience. I mean, you know, obviously it's nice to have friends and and stuff, and it's nice to surf with a friend. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, the, all those moments that you had, all different types of moments. And you said it was almost like a, a parent. It's kind of like um, that you learned so much, like you were taken care of and nurtured and given a lot, but you, there was maybe some kind of learning experience happening all the time too. Like, would you be able to um, somehow, like in a philosophical way, like share like what kind of lessons did mm -hmm. you learn or have you learned from the ocean that shape who you are today you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah to, to to go back to the your first part of your question so um it was important to me because like a lot of uh young people parents divorced and so you know having this kind of uh activity that gives me self-confidence a sense of myself was really important um it was really grounding in a way uh so but uh Philosophically, um, in my life now, um, and, and I, nature is is a broader thing than just the ocean, and you know, coming to read um, writers like and, and like Alan Watts, and um, and others, the idea of ourselves as a part of nature. Um, is really important to me. So when I look out at the world, um, I don't see uh, separate separate entities like uh, oh, there's a, there's you know like a tree or a lake. I mean, I see myself reflected in those things, um, and uh, it makes me. Um, I'm very conscious of, of my subjective reality in the sense that. Uh, it's easy to feel separated from nature and your 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 connection to nature. I mean, we are the fruit of this planet, and um, uh, you know, a lot of time, most people uh, are um, you know, we have self awareness. We get this ego going, and we imagine that we are separate entities. We look in the mirror, we see a separate thing, um, and we can easily fool ourselves into thinking that we are independent, separate entities, separate from nature. Um, and the connection is, you know, we, we can have a relationship, but it can be sort of a romantic thing or, a, or an emotional thing or, or um, you know, something that's a, it's a resource or it's something we can go play in, but it really doesn't, it's not a part of who we are. And I completely disagree with that. Um, I, you know, my, my, my connection to nature is, is that like we talk oftentimes or you know you got Elon Musk saying oh let's go let's go um 
let's go to Mars and uh, we're going to, you know, be human beings on Mars. Well, no, you're not going to be human beings on Mars. Human beings only exist on the planet. Like we have evolved from this planet over, over billions of years, you know, from the smallest organisms. We are so, uh, it's so tightly interwoven into our very cells and our DNA and, 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 and then from there, just, you know, right into our, our sense of ourselves. If we, if we, if we allow our, if we allow the ego to drop off, if we allow the, this personality and all the masks that we wear and all these ideas of who we think we are to like, just step back from that for a second. I mean, right now it's interesting because uh, people are isolated and they have to stay home and we're kind of going crazy. I mean, the idea now of living on Mars, it's, you know, can you imagine being isolated in a bubble on Mars? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, why? <laughs> not being able to go and, and interface with, with the natural world. I mean, I go outside and I breathe oxygen in my lungs, and it's, it's a mystery to me. It's amazing. It's yeah. that this gas that surrounds our planet is perfectly, uh, you know, my, I've grown to be perfectly attuned to, like, take this gas in, and, it, and, it, and it, uh, that oxygen is moved through my body, keeps me alive, feeds my brain um and but that's because i you know we as human beings we evolved from this planet i mean this is the perfect place for us this is the only place for us if we went to mars we wouldn't be humans anymore we would evolve into martians but yeah that would be a really weird um evolution being in the bubble so i think people are off their you know they're just they don't know what they're talking about when they say we're going to colonize mars and 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 survive or thrive or live on mars i mean it's just it's not gonna yeah, it doesn't possible. make sense if you really think about it. And like like you said earlier, we're isolated with the COVID situation. And what, how, how like, do you see it? Um, like, I, I feel like some people, and I believe this, we kind of see it as like a wake-up call to all of us. Like, we are part of this planet. We are all connected. We do have to respect. We can't just take all the time. We need to find the balance. We need to look at this situation that's in our face and find solutions to all the weaknesses that are showing up. You know, the, the catastrophes that we've created to the planet, to the human race, like it's pretty dramatic. And some people are seeing it dramatic in a, in a big way. And some are seeing it, like you said earlier, more as an individualistic way, like me, my life, which I understand. And I'm not in that situation where I'm suffering, uh, from my health, like going down the hill or anything. I'm not, um, financially, I'm not worried right now. So I obviously am super privileged and lucky, you know? But I think that Mm -hmm. people that are okay, financially, health-wise and all that, um, really do have that opportunity right now to look at how can we make big changes, significant changes so that we are living in harmony, we are taking care of each other, we are finding systems that are for the humans not for big companies or not for mm-hmm. just making money for you know a select few and ruining the planet to do it so like when you're for those are all my ideas and how i feel right now but like what is it bringing up in you the covid thing in uh in me personally i mean well today today i don't know for some reason i'm feeling a little challenged uh uh, just with some worry about the economy and, and such. But yeah. when I start thinking about it, I start um, I start getting digging down into really the most fundamental uh, sort of changes that 
need to happen. And, and, and as I was saying, you know, it goes, it, it, we need to think about um, who we are and this relationship we have to the planet. And, and, um, and in saying that, what I, what I mean is that we need, we need to redefine for ourselves uh, who we are, what gives us pleasure, um, what is necessary, what is really elemental for us um, to, to survive and thrive, and what does it mean to be happy um, and, to be, and to have a meaningful life? Um, and I think, you know, interesting, I think what some, of the, some people are really responding to this time because, you know, being pulled away from their, their social interactions and from being able to interface with nature and outside, and, and uh, they're, they're, it, is, it is forcing uh, this questioning and it's forcing people to feel uh, the loss of these very simple things. Um, and those are becoming, you know, those are being defined as being more important than yeah. all the stuff that's in your house that we buy and bring home and the TV and the Netflix, you know, the things that are really fundamental to our, to our sense of well-being and, and, and meaning in life as human beings um, are, are much more, much more basic. And I think that, uh, um, you know, I think that if people are, if people are, give some thought to this, um, you know, we can have a, a bit of a change in, in what we want. And it, what's the driver? The driver is going to be in terms of what people is going to be what people say they want. And um, I'm okay if certain businesses sort of lose, uh, you know, lose their position uh, in the world. Um, because I think that like, so for example, if, if, if people stop buying diamonds and people stop buying, you know, fancy expensive cars, um, or like, you know, uh, super fast cars because they, you know, they, or that were Hummers or whatever it is, this, or status symbols or, you know, consumption of, um, of as much goods, bigger TVs every year, excuse me. If there's a realignment of, of what we think we need, um, then, uh, you know, the econ economies are going to shift. The oil industry takes a hit, but other things are going to take their place you know, there's going to be more value on service jobs. There's certainly more value on healthcare workers right now. And, um, but there's lots of people who provide services and products that, that are really uh, more basic and should be more highly valued. Yeah. Teach teachers, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, it's, it's about, it's about people, making good wages for things that actually add value to your life and to society without, and that are sustainable too. Um, and so, uh, you know, things like what, it, what individuals provide as opposed to, um, you know, what we can get in terms of quantity. I think, I think more of a focus on quality of life as opposed to quantity. I just think that's kind of naturally happening. I think it's been a, I think people have been on that trajectory for a while, but, but this is really going to force the issue. I, I hope there are yeah. still a lot of people who want to, who want power, Absolutely. Who, want, who want to cling to power, who want to cling to this sense of themselves and their meaning in life based on their wealth and what they own and what they command. Uh, but that's a, that's a dead end. That, that is not, um, that's, that's a cul-de-sac that is going to lead humanity uh, into, you know, the abyss really ultimately. 
uh, we need to change. So, and I, this is really a wake up call. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that enough people are reflective and, uh, and, and actually make some changes after this is all get said and done and we sort of return to normal. Yeah. And that, what is that normal going to be? Is it going to be a healthier, more sustainable, um, just fair type of, of normal? Because this, the normal right now, or before this, was so misplaced on all the pow people that hold the power, which are people who don't care about us or the planet. And how did that, we got so far off track. It's like, how do we get to that extreme? It's so extreme right now. And the COVID's showing us like another extreme, like shaking it up. And I feel like it's a perfect time to reassess. And I, like you said, I'm okay also if there's some balancing shift in balance of powers a little bit, like give, give those voices to the people out there that actually uh, care about each other, care about humanity, care about what's gonna happen in the future, care about the planet, um, instead of just focusing on how they can make profit or how they're gonna remain in the, those positions where they're above and untouchable. We're seeing that a lot, right? And I guess that's human nature. We've seen it repeated in history over and over. There's always people that wanna be in power and control. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if that's human nature. I hope we can get past that, but. Um, well, we you know. About all that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, fundamental to all this is, is basically just fear. Um, we're grappling a bit with, with that now and with the idea of mortality and one's mortality. And um, I don't know. I can't speak for other people, but for me, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with the sense of mortality, uh, which allows me to be less fearful, and um, and uh, you know, without fear, I can. With if society is is less fearful, uh, and, and instead of instead of let's say numbing ourselves to feeling and protecting ourselves from the outside world and protecting ourselves from, uh, uh, y you know, um, anything that could happen. With, so, you, you know, you get a more, uh, you get, a, you get, a, you get a, a, a bigger car, you get a gated community, um, um, you know, you surround yourself with, with wealth and power. And it's all a, an attempt to protect yourself. And um, because... Uh, you know, it's 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 natural. I mean, there's an unknown. Um, we we have these we have this ability to think and and see ourselves in the mirror. And we get older, and uh, and we don't want to die. And we have loved ones and so on. But but so it's really you know, you get down to it, and it's really you start thinking about okay, what is your what is your cosmology? What is your view of of uh, sort of the cycle of life and death, or if there's, if you believe in a cycle, or if you don't, if it's, you know, if there's a heaven or if there's a hell, or, um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it comes down to what is your conceptualization of, of, of why we're here and what we want to take from it and what happens afterwards. And, and if, and for me personally, I just, I just let it go. I mean, I don't, I don't have any answers, but I don't really need answers. I, I enjoy the mystery, but I'm not afraid. I just, of, of, I'm not afraid of, you know, what might happen or uh, of, of death. I mean, I just trust that, you know, this is something that people do. Well, death is a part of life. So for me at this point, 
in my life and as a writer too, the most important thing is, uh, is feeling for me. Um, I, so it, in, the, in a hierarchy of values, um, you know, power is not important. Um, uh, my ego is, you know, I've battled with my ego like everybody, but, <clears throat> but uh, what I just want to do in my life is have a higher sensitivity and a higher, I want to feel things. So whether it's the cold air on my skin, you know, uh, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to, I may protect myself, but I'm also going to just, you know, take my jacket off and feel it. If I feel some emotion, I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to grasp it, but I'm going to look at it. I'm going to feel it. And, and then I'm going to let it pass through. Um, I want to feel more love. I want to feel, um, I want to, I want to have a relationship to, it's all about relationship for me. I want it when I go into the, into the forest, what is my relationship to all these things? And, and it's not just a verbal thing. It's not just in language or concepts. It's also just a part of, it's part of feeling. So my understanding of, of, uh, of truth, let's say, in terms of relationship, uh, everything is, in my opinion, everything's relationship. We focus too much on particular objects. Like the moon is, is not the moon outside of the relationship of the earth. I, the tree is not a tree for me outside of my relationship to it. So, and those relationships require feeling. I, 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 I want to take that attitude towards my relationships to other people in my life, my family, you know, to you, to my clients as a, as a, in, as a realtor in what I do, to my memories uh, when I write poetry, um, to everything. So, um, and even to the objects in my life, right? So uh, some people know how this feels. You have an object that, you know, your, your father gave you a watch and he's passed away. What is your relationship with the watch? How do you feel about that thing? So in terms of, in terms of value, I think value is, and meaning is, 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 is created through relationship and feeling. And it's not, it's not, you know, I, I can have a 60 inch television, but my relationship and my feeling about that TV, it's not creating me real meaning that expands myself as yeah. a human being. So um, in my life, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm really about relationship and feeling and trying to, and I think if I project this out in, in, uh, to solutions for today, I think it applies to a lot of people. I think if there's a shift in consciousness that life is about relationship, life is about feeling, um, then, you know, really what we need from life, obviously we need to eat, we need to, you know, we want education, we want to keep growing, uh, and all those things, there's a lot that's, there's a lot of necessary things that we need to survive and get by, but there's a lot that we really can just uh, put on a lower level of our hierarchy, hierarchy of need, hierarchy of needs, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and replace those with other, with other ways of living and feeling and finding meaning. So, um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I deal with philosophically right now. Um, and, and, yeah. and, it's, and, it, and it makes life, for me, it's, it's really enjoyable. So right now, I'm, I'm like everybody, I'm home and I have time by myself. But it's also a time where I can, fortunately, uh, like most people in Victoria, we can go outside and we can, you know, drive up to the woods and go for a hike or something. But those are great opportunities to really find and feel new things um, and to expand my, actually feel good about where I am in life. Um, I mean, there are things I miss, but, but this is actually a, a, a really positive time for me personally. So, 
Yeah. And I love all of that because I do believe the same thing. A lot of it is about being aware of our feelings and our relationship with everything. And I would even go further because I know you and say that also, I feel that a big part of our self-value and self-worth or meaning in life is also feeling that we are helping others when we can or sharing with others in a way that um, we feel is beneficial to the, the other person. And then we feel like, yeah, I, I can help, so I will. And that just feels natural. And mm -hmm. that's also part of what makes my life feel meaningful, you know? And I can see that with who you are. Like um, you have exchange students living with you or you've done some humanitarian things when you were younger. Um, and as a real estate agent, you're kind of more as a, kind of like that guide that's gonna kind of figure out what your, your clients need in a way that's gonna help them build a new life if they're just moving here like us or making sure that they find something that fits who they are and makes them happy. And it's about that exchange and relationship you're gonna have with them. Um, so I really, yeah, I feel like the more aware we are of our feelings, then we can really question like, do I enjoy what I'm doing? Do I like my life? Do I feel like I'm using mm -hmm. my gifts? I'm using what I'm here for, um, which takes a while to figure out. Some people, they know right away. Others, it takes a while to figure out like, what are my gifts? Some are like jack of all trades. Like you're kind of a jack of all trades. I'm a jack of all trades too. So I can totally relate like, yeah, I need to do a lot of different things because I have a lot of different ways to be with um, different people or interact or share my gifts or my talents or uh, my self-expression, all these things. And um, mm -hmm. so it is a hard time for people that, like you said earlier, are kind of in their little bubble of numbing out by just watching Netflix and you know maybe go even going online and buying a bunch of stuff. Cause a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are probably doing that too, like just ordering stuff. Uh, which I think would be really interesting to see what people are buying right now. Cause I don't, I can't even imagine like besides food, I don't feel like I need anything except for like some new piano books. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like food mm -hmm. and I don't know what else, but um, yeah, those pe people out there that are kind of the sensitive ones that are saying that are normal, normally able to feel things. Some of them are kind of feeling so much right now. They're feeling like that burden, like, Mm -hmm. they really are already thinking of the aftermath. What's going to happen to all these people that could, can't afford rent, who don't have jobs anymore, who can't afford healthcare, uh, like in the U.S., for example. There's people out there that are those kind of big people out there feeling like, wow, this is going to be so, so bad, you know? And then there's others that I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe they don't, they don't want to feel at all. They're kind of shut down. You know, and then there's people that are just trying to like live day by day. Like, okay, what, what can I do today? How can I live in the moment today and make the most of it? Um, and just kind of stay centered, you know, and we're all different. So we're all obviously going to live this differently. And the best, I think, uh, I spoke to somebody else and I said, well, what do you think? Do you have any advice for people that are kind of retreating? People that are hiding right now? and don't want to get out there or think or feel. And she said, you know, I think everyone, each person needs to figure out what they need right now. And if there are people out there feeling so terrified and all they want to do is curl up with a book, 
and be by themselves. If that, if they need that, then that's great. Like let them, let them do it, you know? And I was mm -hmm. thinking that, that was a really open-minded, non-judgmental non thing. Cause mm -hmm. sometimes I tend to think like people should really face their feelings, you know, like don't hide too long. You know what I mean? Like I understand mm -hmm. people do need to go into that hibernation mode uh, and ass assess how they're feeling. And I guess everyone has their own pace at it, you know? So I'm just, yeah, I just think it's just an interesting time where everyone's adapting or reacting or not reacting differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I personally feel so grateful to be in Victoria. I can't imagine being anywhere else right now mm. because I feel like you said earlier, like it's the simple things we realize now. It's the simple things that, are important to us and part of that is like feeling like you still have some kind of freedom and I feel that I feel free here I don't have anyone saying you can only go out for one hour I'm not in an apartment where I can only go on my balcony you know like you said mm -hmm. I can go and mm -hmm. take a long walk or a long bike ride and it's spring and it's beautiful and you can really get out there and we still are able to um, yeah, talk to people like how we're doing now and just kind of set up our own schedules. And I still feel there's some sense of freedom. So mm -hmm. I feel lucky with that. Um, and yeah, so I just think it's an interesting time to go, like you said, to kind of be with yourself, feel what's going on and uh, have that courage to feel, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so you said some interesting things. Uh, it, you know, everybody is on their own trajectory uh, in terms of um, sort of a, uh, their own awakening and um, development of their own sort of conscious interaction uh, and understanding of themselves within their environment and uh, with other people, and and um, and that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I take the approach that, um, you know, we're a work in progress. Everybody is a work in progress. And if you expect people to be perfect, you, you know, you might just, you might as well just call it a day because, um, <laughs> you know, people, you're, we, these are our, these, every person is, this is my species, right? And I, and, you know, you got to, you have to embrace them all uh, in, in that sense. Um, you, and you have to accept, I mean, uh, it, I may have some ideas that I think are advanced, uh, you know, compared to the next person, or uh, and I'm or I'm further along in my, you know, awareness and development, maybe about this or that. But but uh, the truth is, is that uh, you know we're all we're all at certain stages learning various different things, and we're all a work in progress. We're all uh, we're all failing and succeeding at different things at different times. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I, I, you know, in terms of the, in terms of the call, you know, you, you were talking about, um, you know, people's callings and what they feel like they need to do. I mean, yeah. the next, you know, the, if, to me, um, stepping out of yourself and becoming of service and, 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 and uh, you know, engaging with other people uh, in a way that is, is uh is about your own giving um and that becomes the focus of your life giving to others 
and being of service like a lot of healthcare workers do yeah. um, now. Yeah. Um, but so many other people do as well in, in small ways. Um, you know, that, that is so under, that is so undervalued. Yeah. In, oh my God. We could talk about that for hours. It's crazy. I'm going to yeah. put this on pause for one second and we'll come back in just a second. Okay. I was talking about uh, people who are of service and um, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, personally for me, you know, being grounded, being aware, trying to be sensitive, trying to get more feeling from life, whether I, when I look at a painting, when I breathe the air, when I look at my son, you know, uh, whatever it is, go to the forest, all that, you know, enhanced experience of life and uh, getting more meaning for myself. That's all great. But the next step then, um, and, and a lot of people, you know, that's going to be a huge advance for them personally, getting out of their ego and being able to like see that that react that life is actually lived and meaning is is lived and generated uh, outside themselves as opposed to you know i mean in the relationship and that that's all good but really the next step then is is to um and not 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 a lot of people can do this uh but to be of service in some way to then um to find to to turn that to turn the what you've gained and what you what what comes in and then uh, turn it back out and uh, in a way of giving and being of service and and that's um I think that's I think that's really missing um, and and that's not valued as much what what people give of themselves um, so you know we can talk about uh, music teachers or teachers generally or um, um, you know people who uh, healthcare workers uh, home care uh, workers you know people who people who really uh, are putting out um most of those a lot of those people are the lowest paid people i know but but terrible. if we value the interaction if we value not material things but what people give if people are paid at a higher wage um you know if i do something that's of service and i'm i'm paid a higher wage i have more money to spend and, and if i value people or services that I think uh, give my life meaning and the interaction that I have with those people, um, I should see them as, as being valuable too. I mean, my house cleaner, my, my child minder, right? Um, those people, why, why shouldn't they be paid at a high wage as opposed to like, you know, we're willing to spend a lot of money on luxury things that, you know, really we spend money on luxury things as a way to, um, I, my, you know, I, I believe it's, it's a way to escape this, escape our fears of, of, of not, it's a, it's a way of uh, protecting ourselves and having more things and, and, and a way of actually not feeling and avoiding the, the fact that, um, uh, you know, ma the material ownership is not, is not gonna, is not going to sustain us. And, um, but when we live in our egos, that 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 is buying things and, and spending a lot on a Gucci bag or whatever, you know, that is a response to fear. That's we buy those things because we're basically fearful of of um of having a lack of meaning and not knowing where to turn for it, you know? Yeah. And um so it's a whole it's a whole value system that needs to change. And I think it goes right down. It starts with the idea of yourself and your relationship to your life uh to where we come from in nature to death 
And um, if we can let go of the fear, whatever your answer is around those things, um, you know, if your answers for the mysteries of life come from fear, like you need to just relax and let go of that fear and not hold on to those answers that are manufactured because once you let go of the fear, then, then you can start to respond in new ways and value new things and change is possible and, 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 the, and the planet can actually, and society can actually start, um, you know, having, a, frankly, a, you know, a sustainable future uh, going forward where, where, and the economy will change. And, and um, yes, we're not going to buy it. We, maybe we wouldn't, people wouldn't be so um, eager to have a diamond, a big diamond ring when they get married, as opposed to, let's say, um, you know, something more meaningful, as I said, like, you know, you're, if, 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 so, if you invest meaning in a smaller thing, um, uh, my wedding ring was a $3 uh, uh, silver band <clears throat> that I bought on the beach in Mexico for two bands, little bands for my wife. And we used those as, she was, it was a girlfriend ring, but then um, it became our, our wedding rings too. And they, were, they cost $3 each, right? Um, but they had a lot of meaning for us. Um, and then we got, after 20 years, we got new um, handmade native bands from in Heidi Wai when we were there. So on, on, on a family trip with our kids and we sort of had a little, I proposed on the beach, you know, but the point is, is that <clears throat> value and meaning and are, are tied with experience and, and are tied with relationship. And those things are valuable. I mean, if you have a child minder, the relationship and what she gives to your children or, or a teacher or, you know, the person who cuts your hair, I mean, those were to, if you value human beings and the relationships, then the, above material things that are non-essential, um, there's a lot of possibility. We haven't, society has not gone there completely yet. Um, that is the way forward, in my opinion. And right now, I think it's an interesting time because we're sort of forced to sit back and look at all the stuff around us in our house and realize, geez, I'm really missing, you know, going to the hairdresser and just feeling that person next to me with their hands in my hair. And I used to talk with them and what a pleasure that was like such a joy. And, oh, and I, I didn't, you know, I usually only tip them $2, but you know, maybe I'm going to give them a, a $5 tip or a 10 Maybe they should actually charge me like 35 bucks instead of 25 bucks or, you know. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think there's also the, the role that society takes advantage of our fears and creates all those marketing things around us. Like you mentioned the Gucci bag and society's created this image. Like if you have a Gucci bag, that means you're successful, you know? And so then people start wanting that image to portray what society says is successful, their image. And, you know, we do that same with services. There's certain services we think are worth a lot and some we don't like lawyers make a ton. And of course they went through school and they have all this, education and things like that um but i also see like you said there's hairdressers and there's people out there that are giving house you know taking care of your kids or taking care of maybe an elderly parent or doing these really intimate intense emotional things where they're just giving so much and where's the value in that you know um there's so much value in it but society it has basically has this list of what a teacher should be paid of what this person should be paid and we just we just agree with it and we go with it and mm. when you're in service industries because I was as a yoga teacher which I'm not anymore 
it's really plays on your um, self-worth sometimes because you're faced a lot with people basically saying you're not worth this. You're asking and mm -hmm. you're not worth it. And then you see them go spend money on something they think, and that's their right. They decide what they think is worthy of their money, their energy, their exchange. It's kind of like that, that exchange because money is our way of uh, having a, a month is, is our way of having an energetic exchange nowadays. We don't really barter. Maybe some communities can do those type of things, trade and things, but in general, we give something and in return, we have another energy exchange and that just happens to be money nowadays. So when some people kind of say like, you're worth less, that's hard to deal with, you know, like it's a hard, it's hard to have a lot of self-worth when you're out there giving so much and society believes you, you, you uh, are worth less, right? Like mm -hmm. that's so hard. And, and then I think like you mentioned earlier, once, once you're out there, uh, you kind of have like, not an obligation, but if you're kind of on that, uh, you're aware of who you are and what your gifts are and things, and you can really be out there uh, giving some kind of service. It can be service like um, the typical things we've mentioned, health, health or healthcare or teaching or those things, but it can also be just somebody who is a great salesman. You know what I mean? Like that really cares about the people and you feel like when you're with them that they really do take your needs into consideration and you mm -hmm. have this great experience with them because you leave feeling like I paid for this service or this object, but I really got all the information I needed. I feel like it was a good, a good deal. This person spent so much time with me and cared about really what we wanted and didn't want all those things. Like I think you can find, I find people can be of service in any profession that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. in a way that's helpful for people it doesn't right. even like it does it can be a dishwasher or like somebody like a janitor i mean i don't even care like i just feel like some people out there just have that way of dealing with people where it, they take pride in what they do they and they they kind of exude that they have self-worth even if they're not being paid a lot which sucks because i mean i've met so many people that i i find amazing and that's also I just want to mention that's also why I want to do this show is I don't want to highlight famous people. I don't care about the famous people out there and maybe some of them, maybe some of those famous people are doing great things or maybe they are amazing, but um, they, they do have that fame and they do have different platforms to use it, you know? And I just find that it's just more down to earth and realistic to talk to people that are down to earth and sharing their stories with us. And they're just as interesting as somebody famous. They're just as important and just as valuable and just as, mm -hmm. you know, uh, amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's, um, that's, that's true. And, and you have uh, these, uh, I really enjoy on uh, Instagram, the 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 guy who runs uh his posts uh called uh humans of new york i don't know okay. if you've seen that no but uh you have to look at that because uh basically just he go he he started in new york but he also travels the world and he takes a picture of somebody uh and then he gets their story and it's usually a paragraph or two uh or sometimes it, he'll he'll run sequential 
posts and the stories are amazing. Uh, obviously he doesn't post all the stories, he posts the interesting ones, but these are average everyday people and the stories are just, sometimes they break your heart and sometimes yeah. they're feel good stories, but uh, you realize that, um, you know, human beings, um, human beings are what, are what make us who we are. I mean, uh, my name would not be Jerome Peacock if, if I didn't have people around me because what do I need a name for? I wouldn't know who I, I wouldn't know who I am without other people. I, would, I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't have language. I wouldn't have the ability to conceptualize my world without having interacted with other people. And, you know, your show and this idea of, of recognizing that um, we thrive and we find meaning and value and we move forward uh, because of our relationships with other people. I mean, that's so fundamental. And those need to be more highly valued. And, you know, in this time when economics is, is really under pressure, it's like, what's the way forward? Like, how do you reconfigure uh, a, a society that, um, you know, we have real needs in terms of, you know, eating and health and, you know, all the education, all the things. But how do you reconfigure it so that, um, uh, living on a finite planet where it's unsustainable to just completely, you know, GDP can't go up forever and, um, and uh, resources, you can't just extract resources forever. You have to shift. So how do you do that? I mean, fundamentally, I think it comes down to having a shift in what you value. Um, there's supply and demand, but so you, you know, the supply is going to run out. We have to change what we demand, what we value, what we find, get meaning. And, and in the, you know, the only thing we have is each other. We value each other more. Uh, um, value service. Pay for service. Pay each other. Like reward each other for the services that we give to each other and value that more highly. We all make money. We it, it would require that we become everybody becomes more of service, not just takers. Right? Yeah. I'm not just a taker anymore. I don't. I don't go out and you know during a pandemic and buy all of the hand sanitizer and then resell it at a thousand percent markup on Amazon anymore. You know, uh, the, the future has to be about, about uh, valuing people who are of service and valuing people generally more. Um, and that, that is a good economic model in my opinion. I mean, yeah. um, and, and it really, you know, that's uh, if, you know, talking about um, incentivizing um, people to, to uh, to be better people, to be to grow and to be of more worth to society. I mean, all you have to do is start valuing those people more. Absolutely. You know? um, one second. Great. Um, before we um, wrap up our interview, I wanted to see if you wanted to share one of your poems with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, so we've been talking about. Um, We've been talking about nature, about feeling, about uh, the centrality of um, of, uh, of of relationship um, to to things, and so this poem is is it it's discussed. Well, I'll read it to you. It's called "In Our Nature," and it's it talks about um, something of you know a bit about evolution and, and where we come from and what our um, unfortunately, some, a lot of what our response is oftentimes to that, uh, and how we struggle, um, 
how we struggle with it. Uh, it's one of the, one of the, one of the, um, one of the conflicts that we have is that, you know, we live on a finite planet and living on a finite planet means it's finite. And, uh, and we, we it, intrinsically, I mean, in a finite system, you have to compete with your fellow, uh, you know, critters for the resources to, to get by. And, um, that's sort of the setup. So, you know, the evolution of consciousness then is the antidote. You know, it's the way forward. You get to a point where you are able to, um, to see beyond this uh, conflict and manage it um, as opposed to living in fear. And, um, and instead of, instead of uh, you know, being a selfish competitor, you, you, uh, you evolve into uh, some uh, society that is able to work together sustainably and realize that okay. this is the way it has to go. So anyway, the poem is called In Our Nature. This finite sphere, it's in our DNA. You travel it from start back to start until the last turn. There's no escape, just your needs. And then there's all the rest of us making things difficult. That pressure we know in ourselves from millennia of human evolution. And for success, we get to recognize our reflection in the car mirror. A little insight, but it's just not enough, no. Sure, we've tried various social orders, but the sphere prevails, spinning like a gyroscope in the neocortex. You want so badly to cry or run them all off the road, but instead drive at full speed, nothing in your way, death left in the dust. Um, so the, the poem really, there's, it's, it's, it requires a few readings because it's kind of dense, but um, the idea is that we evolved from change and from pressure, right? The, the, the environment's put pressure on us, we've evolved. What's the pressure that's going to evolve, force us to evolve uh, consciously, spiritually? It's going to be a pressure uh, of, from, from each other, from, from the planet putting so much pressure on us that, you know, the light bulb goes on and say, oh, we have to change. And the challenge is, is not, getting, not, not getting pissed off and wanting to just run people off the road because they're in your way. What we want to do is we just want to drive fast and feel that freedom, you know. Uh, but it's um, but we can't. We, you know, the, the, it's a sphere. We're just we end up going in a circle. So um, that's the challenge. I think it's um, it's looking for a new way forward. Uh, yeah. That is a, that is that is an evolution of our spirit and our soul that that has a different. Um, yeah, that has that has a, a, a greater awareness. Um, and puts more value on on these relationships and and that is not reliant on on that that can work in a finite in a finite in a finite uh, environment which is where we're at every yeah. every every planet in the universe is a finite planet you know this is where we're at we've evolved from it and we're in conflict because of it and uh, we have to find a way forward and that requires uh, this is this pandemic is the pressure yeah absolutely. 
it is like it, it is a it is an evolutionary pressure that we're experiencing right now and the pressure we're feeling is uncomfortable but it's forcing us to rethink and this is what this poem is actually about in a way um it's about the evolutionary pressure of of you know we're being we're being slapped down here by the planet and um and the way forward is is to as what we're doing right now actually on zoom is re, is connecting and discussing and finding meaning together uh and discussing ways forward so yeah i love that i love that and i love that you mentioned about how we want our freedom and so we want to go full force and just kind of like oh this is too hard too complicated i'm going to escape it i'm just going to move forward without thinking but that's not going to help anymore. It's too late, right? Like we, we have to find a new solution, find new ways. And uh, even if deep down, mm -hmm. we want to just kind of ignore it all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get in the fast, you know, we want to get in the car and drive fast and have nothing in our way. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately we just come back full circle around the other side of the planet. So <laughs> you know, there's no escape, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun, a, a good image, you know? Like you yeah. can go fast and just keep, you can go really fast, but you're going to just keep going around, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that I was great. This kind of stuff in my poetry too. Thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, the poem, but also thank you for sharing your time and your, your views, uh, your experiences with us during our, um, this is our first interview together. And I think it, that was really fun to do and hopefully everyone will enjoy it as much as we did. Well, I'm honored to be asked to by you to um, for my thoughts and things. I'm this is probably the first and the longest interview I've ever done. So, <laughs> yeah. aside from drinking wine around the couch and having questions posed to me, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, no, this has been fun. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Great. So we will put this up, and um, and I'm hoping as many a lot of people will enjoy it, watch it, or listen to it. And who knows, uh, maybe we'll bring you back on and talk about something else. You never know. Thanks, Amy. All right. Thank you so much. Okay.